0: It's football and other F-Words. My name is Zach Lyons. You can follow me on Twitter at f pod. And this right here next to me, sunburnt like a motherfucker like I am because I'm looking at myself in this fucking camera. We look hideous. We have been had the shit kicked out of us by the sun. Yes, we did. This is Stoney Keeley. You can follow mm-hmm. him on Twitter at Stoney Keeley, famously known for the SoBros Network, SoBrosNetwork.com. You can follow them on Twitter. And we are brought to you by Jaspers. You know what I could have had after today of sitting out in the sun and getting the shit kicked out of me? I can't
1: I can I, I can't speak for you. I can speak for me. A nice, tasty burger would have been delicious. A nice, tasty
0: burger. That would have been great. But you know what I really needed? Two for one Sundays that you can only have at ooh. Jaspers. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The best brunch the best beer, all kinds of that classic Nashville beer. There's, let me say something about Mobile and down here in the South. And I, I think the Cajun food is pretty great. I'm a, I'm a I'm big, big guy on the Cajun food. I'm with it. But can I say something about this beer situation that we got going on down here?
1: Go ahead. Let There's not
0: a lot going on in this beer situation. I mean, I had an Abita Andy Gator, and it's okay. But like, all of these beers are, except for the Frauberg. That I had last night. Well, that was a good one. At a at a local joint. None of the beers really stand up to Nashville beer. And you know who serves a lot of Nashville? Who? Jaspers. (sighs) Two for one, in fact, on Sundays. And you should be going to Jasper's in Nashville. And our travel and accommodations at this haunted house that we are currently staying in is sponsored by Lions Ford yes, that's right. I'm Zach Lyons and I am pimping out a family business <laughs> to make sure that I got to the senior bowl. And that's okay. You know why? Because, you know, fuck it. If there nepotism is going to be a thing, I'm going to use it to my damn advantage. And you should use it to your advantage. And you should go down to Lyons for it and say, hey, I listened to the boss man's son, Big Dick Lyons, Richard Lyons, and he said that I should come down here and get myself the best possible deal on a Ford truck, a Ford vehicle, a Ford car, Ford EV, a Ford Mustang. It doesn't matter. You got to use that used uh, jalopy right there. I want the best deal on that because that's what Big Dick Lions Sun said, and this is how I like to advertise. And this is my podcast. I get to advertise. Big Dick Lions. Richard Lyons said, he said, come down here. I'm gonna give you the most for your trade, and that's yes. what Lions Ford does. LionsFord.net, no hassle. They wear shorts, they wear tennis shoes, no ties, nothing. I mean, they are just like casual as fuck at Lions Ford. LionsFord.net. Head down there today and get you the best damn car deal of your life. You know how many other radio shows that you know promote like Ford dealerships or Chevy yeah. dealerships? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The good thing is, is that on this fucking show, I get to say whatever I want. And especially because it's my dad. And I know That's he's right. not probably listening. That's right. <laughs> I get to say, you get the best damn deal. And I believe it because I used to work there. I used to work there for, my, for a long time and I know how they do business.
1: We came down here in a Lion's Ford vehicle. And I can honestly say uh, I have never felt like such in the lap of luxury before in my life. Uh, I felt like a movie star.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because you sat in the back the whole time with your sunglasses on. And let me say this. I'm not just saying it because it is my family and all this stuff. I truly believe that if you, if you are in the Ford family and you want a Ford truck or if you need a used car, let me say something. I have dealt and been in this business and dealt with a lot of customers. And they, I know that the family that is at the Ford dealership, and I call them a family because that's just how we treat everybody. And they will go down to the ends of the earth to find you the, the car that they want. They will exhaust every effort to get you the maximum trade value. They go through and give you the maximum value in rebates. And that's what, why you need to go down to Lions Ford in Lewisburg, LionsFord.net. You talk to Mark Wright down there, talk to Jeremiah Justice down there. What a cool name, Jeremiah Justice. That's is. A anyway, great name. even though he is All an fame Ohio fame. State fan. Well, uh, fan uh, but go down there and get yourself the best deal on a car. It doesn't matter if you have bad credit, great credit. They're going to treat you the same. They do not judge a book by its cover. Lionsford.net.
1: Whew. Well, Zach, I, I tell you what. I hope they're not wearing shorts down on a sunny mobile day. We are sunburnt
0: AF. Sunburnt as fuck. We. Uh, let's talk about our day today. So we, okay. we get up for we get get up for breakfast. You get locked into uh, two rooms this morning in our colonial house. Well, two this morning, though, right? Two
1: this morning, one last night. Yes.
0: I I am now trained that when I hear doors jiggling and jostling, (laughs) do I and I scream from another room, do I need to come let you out? And we had to actually get a knife from the knife block and jiggle up in the door over here. We did. Um, Yeah. So you've been locked in a few doors, but then we go get our breakfast.
1: Well, hold on. You don't know. When you hear the doors jiggling in this house, Mardi Gras Manor, you don't know if it's Stoney stuck in a room somewhere or if it's the old colonial ghosts.
0: Well, they mainly are just here for spooning. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. They're just here for spooning. But we went to get breakfast. And who do we see other than Doug E.M. himself?
1: The big big Roan boy. The big Roan boy, Doug Marone. Doug Marone sitting at the table next to us. And who else do we see?
0: Zach Strife. The Is assistant Strife? offensive
1: line coach. That's yes. what I was going to say, because I didn't know how to pronounce his last I name. think it's Strife. Okay. I mean, like kind of like, you know, Strife. It's a don't great offensive line yeah. name. Yeah. We
0: see them and they are eyeing the fuck out of us because they think we must be someone important.
1: I don't know if they thought these must be important people as much as they thought. Who's this weird dude with the crazy clown hair that keeps staring over here?
0: Yeah. And we, we had our meal and then Arizona yeah. Cardinal scouts come in. Yeah. And then, we don't know what was going on with this Indianapolis Colt, Houston, Houston Texas Texan, kind of deal, yeah. but they came in. And- there were
1: also I don't I didn't comment on it yeah. because you, I mean, Mobile this week is just like wherever you go, you have no idea who you're going to run into. Like this as a good example of it, but like there were two two dudes a couple of tables down from us that both had UTC gear on, and I meant oh. to tell you I meant to tell you this later, but I forgot when I accidentally ended up with the NFL scouts and coaches. Those two dudes were down on the field on the sideline, so they were somebody too.
0: Look at you. So listen, we 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 get to the stadium. It's a nice stadium. No fucking Wi Fi. Don't understand no. anything mm-hmm. about that. I mean, like it's twenty twenty three. Get some Wi Fi yeah. buds. And um, so me and Stony, we get to the stands. We part ways. You wander off. And then I look across the way, probably 20 minutes later, and you're sitting by yourself (laughs) all alone. And I decide to come towards you to look at some other drills that were going down. I had to go through like three or four security gates. They gave
1: you a harder time than they gave me. I walked up and the, the guy looked at me and said, as long as you got that badge, you can go anywhere. Which, by the way, I didn't realize you took your badge off. Now I just look like a noob
0: here. Well, I mean, I, again, I got to promote stacking the inbox too, but where there is going to be my, some exclusive yeah. content coming in later, and then of course, soberus network Soberos over network, here on yeah. this chest. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. need to get over there and get some uh, exclusives. If you had a great article by Ta- Tajay Spears, thank you.
1: Thank you and
0: uh, deep dive on Tajay Spears that you need to go li- listen to or watch or read. God, I got all three of those. Read. Up. read sensory
1: experience, however you do it. So
0: I'm trying to get over there, and I hear a couple of talks. I see a couple of shirts, and I sit down next to Stoney and I go, "You know, you're sitting where the coaches are <laughs> sitting, right? Like I had to go through and lie yeah. about through yeah. three different security guards, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, so we had a good old time, um, just." Just a good old time.
1: Yeah, so I I walked up to that part of the stadium. The reason I got over there is because I was tasked with scouting, watching the offensive line today, and where they were doing their drills, they were over in the far corner of the field. I could barely see shit, all right? My eyesight ain't that great, so I got to get over there if I'm going to do this job for a football show and football and other F-words and uh, Lions Ford, of course. If I'm going to do this shit right, I got to get to where I can see it. So I go, I go out and I go around the way that you came and I see it's blocked and there's security saying, no, can't go through. And I was like, okay, well, how do I get to that side of the stadium? And somebody tells me like, go around the other way. There should be an opening, which in hindsight makes no sense. Like if, if it's open on the other end, just open the gate for me here and let me through. So they're probably just trying to get rid of me.
0: Let's be honest here. There should be no reason for like three layers of security gates.
1: There should not. So I go around the stadium and I walk up and I said, Hey, I'm just trying to get over here to to watch the offensive lineman. And the guy looks at me and says, I don't care where you go. As long as you got that badge, you're good to go. And just let me in. I walk in and I start seeing everybody in team gear. And I'm like, Oh shit. I've just stumbled into where the scouts and the coaches are sitting. And sure enough, like, I'm seeing, you know, Wink Martindale just walk down the stairs right next to me. But I thought, you know what? I, nobody told me no. Like, the security guard let me in. It's his fault. It ain't mine. So, yeah, I'm just going to sit here until somebody tells me to leave. And they never told me to leave. I did get a couple of strange looks from personnel people. I would assume personnel people, scouts or somebody, looking over, kind of cutting their eyes at me like, wow, SoBros Network. Well, right? I mean,
0: I almost bumped bellies with Brian Dable. Like, we almost had a fight. Like, I was like... I was this close and you weren't paying attention. I was this close to Brian Dable about to hit him in the face. And if you're not watching YouTube, you're watching YouTube. But like we're about to like I'm like going up the stairs. There's only two steps left. Yeah. He's on step one. I'm on step three. And there's one step between us. Yeah. And he eventually got over into the last row. Like I had a power move on Brian Dable.
1: (laughs) You sure did. Yeah. I didn't see it happening. I was looking down, trying to gather my notes and my my notepad and everything. I actually just about ran into you and I almost drove you into Brian Dable, which would have been a story. What if like, NFL headlines. I fucking injured Brian Dable. <laughs> Brian Dable injured at the Senior Bowl. Oh my God. Oh, man. I would have just run. Sorry. Yeah. You're on well, your own it'd have that I would have been fine.
0: I would have taken all the glory for myself. Fair I would enough. have spun it away. I'd spun it in a way that had been Brian Dable's fault. If you've ever listened <laughs> to the show, you know that could do it. Um, yeah. So we get sunburnt. We go to Publix. We get our aloe vera, lotion, and everything. So we go to the sports bar, and the sports bar that we went to was uh, Walk-Ons. Where uh, we decided to do our Senior Bowl review. What you didn't see is that we're in the parking lot with a tailgate up, just a couple of guys in shorts just (laughs) lathering ourselves up with lotion
1: in the middle of a parking
0: lot on the busy street. And we're just the lotion boys.
1: The lotion boys, that's a good yeah. that's a good nickname for us. Yeah. I'm sure that there were listen, I'm sure that there were some people in the the building. They treated us pretty nicely in there. Who's yeah. to say they didn't see us in the parking lot and were like, listen, we play this right. We might get some of this yeah. sex, you know? Well, I
0: mean, you never know. I you mean, never know. you never I'm know what saying. happens. Um, so let's get into some of the the NFL news that we saw on our way in, okay? So, yeah. we're sitting there. Of course, you know, Todd Downing is actually serving his sentence. Not a big deal. Not our concern anymore because Todd Down's is not here. But yeah. worth mentioning at least. Sure. We also see that Sean Payton has my been man. traded to Denver Broncos. Again, not really our concern, I feel like. Because, I mean, it's not really going to affect the Tennessee Titans at all. In my I
1: opinion. also wonder... I mean, are we just going to assume that's going to be a great fit? That yeah. he's just going to walk in and day one flip thing? Uh, are we sure Sean Payton is still his last couple of well, years? Well, it's also in, Russell in New Wilson. Orleans. Like, I yeah, mean, they can I, be
0: best friends you know, all they want, but I yeah, mean, yeah, it's it's kind of a little messed up. I have my doubts. That's all I'm so, saying. So we're gonna head to and switch to. D'Amico Ryans, gets yeah. a six-year contract with the Houston Texans. Man, We are both Alabama fans, so we obviously appreciate what D'Amico Ryans has done at a college level, at a pro level, and as a coach, probably a little bit more than most people that, would would, that follow the Tennessee yeah. Titans. Yeah, um, I think this is a great hire, but here's I where too. I want to le- leave it with you in a question. Is what year do you think that's actually going to start being a threat? Because for me... I am looking at this as Titans fans saying, well, they may get Bryce Young, right? Yeah. But there's also a good chance they it's a defensive head coach. We don't know who the offensive coordinator is. We don't know what Nick Casario is going to do, if mm-hmm. he's going to still stick mm-hmm. around, by the way. What if they go Will Levis? What if they go CJ Stroud? Yeah. So we can't worry about the quarterback. I think a year three, year four, they're a threat for... Maybe sneaking in, and kind of like a Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots threat to the Buffalo yeah. Bills.
1: I, I think that's reasonable. I, I think there are some pieces in place in Houston that are intriguing, specifically on offense, when you talk about a guy like Damian Pierce who runs like a wrecking ball. I think Nico Collins is probably, you know, he's not your wide receiver one, but I think he's a solid wide receiver two. Uh, the offensive line has some pieces. There's some pieces on defense, Jalen Petrie. Um, Derek Stingley Jr., you know, they have something there to build around. For me, the question is, do they get the quarterback position right? And that's not to say I'm sitting here right now and telling you, well, that's, oh, if they pick Bryce Young instead of Will Levis, they're going to be okay. It's if whoever they pick develops into a good quarterback, um, then on down the road, yeah, I could see them developing into a a threat. I don't think the Texans – and you know, for me, spamming your comments on your shows for the past year, I don't think the Texans are as far away as many people think. I think getting a coach like this uh, that schemes the defense the way that he does, somebody that is going to adjust to the modern NFL and not just, you know, stubbornly stick with what they know, like Lovey Smith did, I think this is going to have a massive influence on the Texans. I would say, man, gun to my head. I think I', I did two to three seasons.
0: Yeah, I I think I would go three to four. And here's why is that I I think the quarterback situation is a mess, but also the wide receiver situation is not very good. The offensive line situation is not very good. And I I think the defense is close. Like if Lovey Smith can get out of the defense, what he got out of it, D'Amico Ryan should. We've seen a lot of coordinators come in as head coaches and not be able to be also a defensive coordinator. Maybe we don't know what kind of head coach he's going to be, right? Yeah, his defense should be really good. I've already seen that they are considering Bobby Slowick to come in as offensive oh, coordinator, Yeah, which is a very big guys. Titans. Uh, I was really high on him to come to the Titans. So that yeah. obviously means that, and this is what I was afraid of with D'Amico Ryan's getting a head coaching job, is that pretty much that, a lot of candidates I had for the Titans are probably going to want to go over to D'Amico Ryans. And there's just a yeah. natural connection, a natural relationship, mm-hmm. right? And I look at it and I go, okay, that's going to be a little tough. If Bobby Sloat goes over there with D'Amico Ryans, I don't know whose defensive coordinator is going to be. But if they these guys go over here, it may be a little bit quicker. I just am not sure about this offense, how quick the turnaround can be.
1: I think one thing to consider with Ryan's too is that I think he does have a little bit of that leader of men characteristic that we see in guys like Mike Vrabel and like Mike Tomlin. Um, Everybody's talking about his defensive schemes, but I think he's, I think he's a guy that players want to play for and maybe it is that cliche of, well, he's a former player, so he's been in their shoes before and it's easier to relate to him. But I think there is a component of his, um, his character that draws people in that i think um should give this locker room a spark i would think yeah
0: yeah i would agree with you and i i think that i think the jaguars and the colts should be more scared of the texans than the titans should be right okay and maybe that's a little bit of homerism but i just we've talked about this i just i'm just not ready to believe in the jaguars um and the colts still don't have a head coach so I want yeah. to switch to this whole Chris Harris thing that is going on. Cause we we kind of sat around at the stadium. We've kind of, you know, are mingling among some media members and stuff like that. And, sure. and nationwide media members, local media members, and we 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 kind of heard before before Chris Harris hit the news today in mm-hmm. many different ways, we kind of heard that like he's here, he's Kind of with the Titans, but kind of not. We don't when really. It comes know. Down. It's. Yeah. yeah. And so then immediately, like, it was just like apropos that, okay, well, now you see that Chris Harris is going to interview for the San Francisco uh, yeah. 49ers to fit the coordinator job. Yeah. But listen, let's be honest. He's going up against Vic Fangio. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going up against, um, oh, shit. Who was the other guy that he was going up against? I don't remember. Oh, crap. This is horrible news. Uh, <laughs> he's going up against someone else as a much more qualified candidate as well. I can't yeah. remember who it was off the top of my head. But he's got a long road to go over there. But the Chicago Bears have reached out to him. Yeah. And they have reached out to him in the same capacity, the same title that he's done a uh, under-the-table kind of agreement with for the Titans. Now, keep in mind, it has not been reported nor confirmed by the Tennessee Times that he was officially hired. It's like an, it's kind of like a, uh, talk soon, talk soon. Yeah, maybe a see you later or hey, uh, I'll reach out I to see you. What you're saying? You know what I'm saying? I like in a th- saying, it's yeah. like that text message you get, and it's like th- you don't contact them for three days later or yeah, something for like sure. that. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that's what
0: it kind of feels like to me, and that's yeah. what it's always felt like to me. It's until it's official, it's not official.
1: It's like online dating.
0: Yeah, so would he go to the Bears? I don't know, but this whole Chris Harris thing—it's something.
1: It, it is something because you would think it definitely impacts how the Titans are looking at the defensive backs this week down here in Mobile. Yep.
0: You would think that because you know you you know Chris Harris likes is a big long guy, yeah, and there's some big long, and guys, some big, here. long guys here. Guys yeah. here, and I look at it and I think, it well, if they're are they just waiting around for Chris Harris because what if, what if he says no, I'm not coming and I'm going to Chicago Bears? Well, then what are they going to do for a defensive backs coach this is a this is a something where like to me, this is where the negotiation skills come through yeah, here's your contract, sign this contract, and there's an addendum that but if by this date you get a defensive coordinator position, then you can take it. Because then you're protected from someone like the Chicago Bears creeping in with Ian Cunningham as a rising GM. They have a really great head coach in Matt Eberflus. They got some really good defensive pieces that probably already fit what he's looking for, whereas the Tennessee Titans just have a bunch of uh, little people running around. Well, (sighs) (laughs) yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It just feels it just feels like they could have went about this a little bit better and got a little bit more security.
1: What I, I'm so curious about because these things, there are contracts for these things. You know, this is the NFL, right? This is ink and paper, right? And how does this get reported that they're highly interested in Chris Harris, and it's to the point where it's basically a done deal. Nobody's going to say it's a done deal, but everybody all indications are that it's a done deal. And then all of this starts happening. It just kind of makes me think that maybe maybe this is Chris Harris's camp. That's just kind of like we're going to keep our options open.
0: Yeah. Well, that would make sense. I mean, especially if you don't have a contract signed or you're not forced to sign a well, contract. I mean, yeah. that would have been that would have been the way to go like a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Um We do have a question from Matt Bell. Was Tim Kelly there? And we were told it it was a little hard to see. My telephoto lens actually is not compatible with this camera. It's compatible with an older Canon DSLR. Mm -hmm. However, we were told by numerous people that he was not there
1: currently. And that he's a little weird. Yeah, that's what we heard. I was kind of surprised. I was kind of surprised to hear that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. He looks like a weird dude. You think so? I actually think he looks maybe I'm a weird dude. I don't know. I mean, he kind of looks like the Undertaker, right? Weird dudes because weird dudes, you know, hang out with weird dudes. So maybe I'm reading him accurately for me as a weird dude.
0: But as of right now, from what we can report, unless he came down today or something later today or this evening or comes down tomorrow, he was not here currently. So that's uh, pretty big
1: news. I, I like, wasn't well, that big
0: news, but I think that's uh, I think that's news to look at with a discerning eye.
1: It's interesting, and we talked about it yesterday because I think there's an element of reading the tea leaves here, where you can kind of figure out where where he stands a little bit with yeah. his coaching staff. Well,
0: and let's let's talk about this. Speaking of coaching staffs, staffs, Charles London, I think, did a great job today, even though yeah. that his uh, in the American team. Drills uh, at the very end, they kind of do what the what pro teams uh, do—a little competition where either offense or defense has pushups on the line. His offensive side lost, and I think it was on an errant throw by quarterback, uh, which we'll get to later. Yeah, but I went down the field. I was down there, and I was looking for—we were looking, both of us were looking for uh, Tajay Spears to Mm -hmm. try to talk to. Yeah, and I walked past Charles London a pretty uh cool 58 like he is not, not that
1: tall I, that was surprising to me. I didn't see him. Uh I wasn't I wasn't really focused. I, again, I was looking for players to talk to and uh when you told me that I was like, man, I might have walked right by him and just had no idea. Yeah. And that just means that you don't look down on us little people. I you don't just, look down you're on you people exactly. You're a height yes, elitist.
0: I am. Okay, let's talk about some of the players. And here's okay. what we're going to do. Okay, If you're listening, if you're watching, this is the plan. We are going to talk about a certain, uh, basically, one offensive tackle, Yeah, one offensive lineman, or offensive guard, or one center. This is what uh, Stoney's been in charge of. And we're going to talk about what round we think they're going to be projected in and how they fit with the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to do the same with one wide receiver one tight end, and one running back. But on the flip side, we're going to talk about guys that also, in each of those positions, needs to get their shit together because they had a rough day today. And Mm -hmm. listen, this is not to say that they are bad players or they're, they're players that will never make it to the NFL, but they are players that from day one to day three, which is Thursday, when we circle back around and talk about these prospects, we need to see some drastic improvement from.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I want to get. I want to start with you, Stony. Okay. Give me one position, one player that you think is going to help the Tennessee Titans, and where do you think he'll be drafted? It.
1: Well, I, I th- I'll start with the left tackle, uh, Tyler Steen, out of Alabama. This is a guy that is getting some fringe first round consideration. It was kind of like he started as a uh, top tackle prospect in this draft people kind of cooled off on him I was one of those guys after watching every Alabama game this season but now it's looking like he might get back into the first round 11 would be way too high to take Tyler Steen this is a pick that like if you're in the back end of the 20s we're talking about here if he's there in the second, second round, I think he has traits where he could be a franchise left tackle in the NFL. I was surprised by how big he was. Seeing him in person uh, was kind of striking, but also... Like just a, a pretty good first step, pretty good initial burst. Uh, he looked good in pass protection. He looked good in run blocking. He uses his hands effectively, uh, keeps his feet moving to really drive defenders back. He spring a couple of running backs open by opening up a hole that way. Uh, he had a good rep against Byron Young today. He really impressed me with his combination of size, polish, and athleticism. So I don't think he's going to be there for the Titans in the second round, but if they end up getting him in the second round as a potential target, I think you've got a guy that can come in right away and compete for starting a starting spot at left tackle. So you think
0: that he's going to be able to currently, like if today was the last day of the Senior Bowl, okay? Yeah. You think that he helped has helped the stock enough to move up into second or third round conversation to maybe late – first round conversation.
1: I I think he's gotten back there. And part of it is for stuff like he's showing in the workouts, in the one-on-one drills at the senior bowl. I also think part of it is that this just kind of feels like a shaky offensive tackle class at the top. And we're seeing a lot of volatility as people slide Skaronsky and Paris Johnson and, uh, Broderick Jones from Georgia sliding these people all around. Jalen Duncan is in this conversation as right. well. Another guy we watched today. So I think there's a lot of volatility there. So it kind of depends on on what people are looking for. But I feel like uh, because of the options available, yeah, I think that's that's part of the equation for him sneaking back into first-round consideration.
0: Well, and I guess when you talk about a guy like Blake Freeland, right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Blake Freeland is a guy that's kind of been borderline first. The same with Jalen Duncan borderline first um we just went black okay we're good we're good it. okay I yeah, like, I saw the what? camera go black <laughs> i don't know why it went black uh yeah but anyway um we saw a guy like blake freeland today who's a borderline first yeah and you, we thought that he but bo- he looked pretty inconsistent right
1: yeah and it's a very specific issue with Br- blake freeland too. Uh, finish your thought i'm sorry i didn't mean to well no no up. no i was just
0: gonna say um you know, when you talk about guys that are borderline first, and then you talk about a guy like Tyler Steen, he's a borderline second. Something yeah. like the Senior Bowl, where he can showcase his talents and he could showcase all this stuff, is a good way for someone like that to move up, and another guy like Blake Freeland to move down.
1: Yeah, and Blake Freeland's a really interesting prospect, and we saw. It- I I watched a lot of him today. I did my best to get pictures and videos up, but I was really focused and taking notes and watching every rep that I could. And um, I was alarmed when I caught up with you. And and you said something like, your boy Freeland's looking good out there. And I was like, I don't think he's my boy anymore. (laughs) I was shocked to learn that Twitter was like blowing up over him.
0: And you see the... And I think it's the run. I think it's like, here's one thing. I think these... Twitter guys and some of these scouts only peek up out of their phones for like one or two plays. And one or two plays, I think the one or two plays that I looked at are probably what they're running with.
1: Yeah, for, for sure. And he is a mauler. And I think he does play with pretty good technique. I think he's a pretty quick athlete for a man of his stature. He's a big fucking dude. He's a hoss. So I think, you know, you see those things. But if you watch every snap, Every snap, you see the pad level issues come home to roost a little bit with him where guys just sink their hips and get below his pad level and they're right around him. And the next thing you know, they're running freely to the quarterback. It happened a couple of times with uh, a couple of prospects uh, that I, I didn't jot down, admittedly, I'm just focusing on him. But throwing a punch at his shoulder, just throwing it up there when you initiate contact, just like that, he's so top heavy. And he plays at such a high level that it throws him off balance and they just get right by. It only happened a few times. Yeah. That's And that's what I'm saying. I, I still think this is a, you know, he's going to get drafted pretty high. And I think he, you know, as a run blocker. Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that you see the skill set in. But until he can iron that out, I just don't know that he's a franchise left tackle in the NFL because I think he's going to struggle with savvy edge rushers that notice this about him and if they know they can get away with it, they're just going to do it over and over and over or the speedy guys that just get around him and get below him and, and squirt right through him.
0: I've also noticed and you talk about the pad level, it's just specifically when he's down at the line, you can actually see he's like a foot above everybody he's else. He's a foot above yeah. everybody else. Like if there's a level yeah. and there's a laser, it would go yeah. that way. It's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. Um, I want to talk about I think I think I want to talk about a Purdue tight end. Oh, okay. I, know, I haven't
1: watched this guy. I'm stoked I, to I see. I know
0: that that is not a sexy thing, and I and I have to pull this out because it, it, I want to say Dylan Parham. That's well,
1: that's a guard. That's because, a guard. You know, that's for the a guard.
0: <laughs> uh, so I have to pull this out because I I didn't uh, a Durham, Durham Payne Payne Durham Payne Durham. Yeah. So that that's thrown me for a little bit of a loop. Um, I. When I was watching the drills for the uh, national team, which was the first team that we saw, yeah, um, the the tight end drills came right in front of me. They were they were right there, and they were doing a basically almost a, like a three cone version of like you run, you turn, you backpedal, you catch the ball, mm-hmm. okay. And it was him. It was Wiley from. Um, uh, Cincinnati, and then it was okay. Davis from Clemson. So there's only three tight ends, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the way that um, essentially the way that they always put the Purdue tight end first had them had him teach the drill and run through the drill first. Yeah. And then as the drill progressed, he was the only one that kept getting faster and faster. The other guys oh, didn't.
1: interesting, yeah.
0: And then I'd go and watch them blocking with a uh, left guard or a left tackle or whatever. They kind of do this thing where they the national team lined up with a tight end and an offensive lineman, and they would call Hutt, and they would block two defenders. Again, maximum effort. Going yeah. through, giving it his all. And I will say this. He's not the flashiest pass catcher or anything. Yeah. But for the Tennessee Titans, if you're looking for a guy that may be in there that you're looking to complement exactly. exactly, this would be the guy that would be on my radar. And this would be a guy that is probably, I would say, like a sixth or seventh round pick. I mean, because he can't pass catch, he's a very... It's not that he can't, it's just that he's not very flashy, yeah. especially when you talk about a you know, a Wiley or you talk about a Musgrave, which I'll talk about later. When you talk about some of these other tight ends and the high tight ends like Darnell Washington and uh, guys like that, to me it's like this could be a steal. This could be the guy that could be the next Jeff Swain, but actually a tight end.
1: 6'5", 258 pounds. Yeah, and he, he looks tall. He does not look 258. Yeah, interesting. Interesting, yeah. Uh, you were raving about him a little bit today. Yeah. So uh, that's that's a guy, and, and something we've talked about uh, this week is watching guys where they start compared to where they finish, and this is a great example of how you can really see that in real time, and that is a quantifiable measure of coachability. That he's yeah. out there on day one of practice, getting better and faster at the uh, the drills that they're running.
0: Yeah, because he only had twenty two catches. And now, listen, th- a couple of people list him as a third third down, um, third round tied yeah. in. And this was a guy that caught, when I say twenty two passes, twenty two passes in high school, he went for fifty six, five sixty, and eight touchdowns last year. Had ten yards per reception. So he can catch. I just don't think that that is what showed up to me today. What caught my eye was how... Because uh, Rand Carthon, before he left this morning, RC was on uh, Ramon, Kayla, and sure. uh, Will. And he talked about, I like players. Sorry, there's a little John Robinson of <laughs> yeah,
1: me. Uh, we're getting yeah. our impressions yeah. blurred together. Yeah,
0: but uh, I like I like people that love football. Yeah, And this looked mm-hmm. like a guy that didn't say that he loved football, but showed, showed it. it. Yeah. And I think that matters when you're at the senior bowl. How you run the drills, how you how you respond, and like when someone catches a ball or run or has a handoff, and do they finish right? Like yeah. a lot of these players I see that I really like are finishing the play even though the play's over. Yeah, and you hear coaches say, "Finish, finish, finish," and there's a reason for that. They want to see if you love football.
1: You got me stoked for Payne Durham. Now I, know, I, just, I just wrote his name down. Like I want to go. Let's go find some of this guy's film and yeah. see like game action. How let's he's see it. doing too. Yeah. Uh, give me an offensive guard. Oh, dude, it's so easy for me. It's Jarrett Patterson. Out Ooh, you Dame. see how quick I, I just, he? Look at him. the. He's the, all a flutter. I. He, well, he was one of my guys going into this. Week, it was. And the the big question from for him was is his technique and polish going to translate against more elite, dynamic athletes? And I'm telling you, at first practice, it did. I mean, he looks like he's great no matter what situation you put him in. Um, he was out there gliding like a gazelle. I mean, just good lateral movement, good hand usage. He played with leverage. I think it, it was interesting. They were running a drill where they were taking the guards and pulling them and trying to teach them like how to pull, which you, you know you don't really think... You would think like at this level of football, guards would know how to do that. But, you know, I guess you're trying to measure everything you possibly can to see how scheme versatile these guys are. And I think, you know, he was out there running with his pads a little high on those instances. I think, you know, you could really remove somebody from a play if you just lower that shoulder and use that leverage to just completely take him out. But he was receptive to coaching an example like you were talking about with Payne Durham. He runs the drill. He runs it a little high. The coach pulls him to the side. I hear him you know, talking to him. They run it again. He gets lower and he looks so much better. So for me, um, so far, so good with Jarrett Patterson. I think he's going to be a starting caliber left guard in the NFL for a long time. And to me, I think that is just as important as left tackle this offseason. I think they've got to completely rebuild the left side of that line. So for me, I'm looking at it like if they can get their hands on Jarrett Patterson, they've got their guard. You can check that off the list. I'm I'm that confident in this prospect between watching him and then seeing how his game has translated into these one-on-one drills, at least today. And, a, and an important note, like we should frame this conversation within the context of this is just one day's worth of practice. So you don't want to watch it and then all of a sudden say, oh, you know, he's a lock. Hall of Fame, get his get his jacket ready, that sort of thing. But I like Patterson. I think he's another guy that's probably throughout the process. I think he's gonna he's gonna be a first round pick. You don't pick a wow. guard at eleven. You don't pick a guard no. at eleven. But another guy like Steen that I think the back end of the twenties, you're gonna see somebody take him. So this was the scenario that we were talking about as we were clinking beers at the uh, at the bar. This would be a situation where if somebody were to love a prospect so much to trade up with the Titans, if they could slide back in the first round and still get a guy like Jarrett Patterson, I think that's an ideal situation. Maybe he's there when they pick in the second, uh, but I think he's going to end up being a first-rounder, and I think the only way that the Titans are going to get their hands on him if they if they you know overreach at 11 or if they trade down and get down into the 20s to pick up more picks and still get a guy like this. But I, I like him a lot, man.
0: That, that's awesome. I mean, it's so cool to find guys in here that you're like, okay, these guys are on my radar. And one of those guys for me is the guy that you put on my radar li- last night,
1: which is Puka Nakua. Nakua. Puka Nakua. Nobody was talking about him. Nobody. Yeah, nobody
0: I, well, but the guy that we talked to from Brigham Young with the bad facial hair.
1: And <laughs> hey, hey, my man's trying. He was right?
0: And Stoney Keeley with the good facial hair has been talking Thank about you. Puka Nakua. And I have to say that I came away thoroughly impressed. This is a guy that, and I talked about it in our uh, little uh, review show, he had a real hard time staying up and not sliding down. Now, listen, it was very wet out there, and we saw other cornerbacks, we saw other wide receivers have the same issue.
1: Also, I almost slipped when we got on the field at at the end of the day.
0: But let me say this. It didn't matter if he slipped. He contorted and moved his body in a way that he caught the ball.
1: He has some catches like that yeah. on, his, on his resume, where you're just like, I have no idea how he has the concentration to haul that in.
0: He was in the national team of wide receivers, and the national team of wide receivers is basically the scrubs, because yeah. all, the, all the guys that you're really looking for at the American team, you're talking about Jerashi Rice, you're Xavier Hutchinson, you're Jonathan Mingo, those kinds of guys. Yeah, I mean, he's lumped in with Trey Palmer and Ronnie Bell as the two, like, known guys. And he was better than both. Trey Palmer, we talked about it last night on a football show when we got here. To me, Trey Palmer is such a forgettable wide receiver. Yeah. Ronnie Bell, I don't know how he was the fourth fastest.
1: That's what they said. The
0: player on That's the national team. Uh, he clocked in at, like, 19 miles per hour. It, it may be just long speed because his short air quickness was atrocious. Yeah, I, I, I have to say that I walked away thoroughly impressed with Puka Nakua and I also to bring up one other wide receiver that I am anxious to go watch more film on. Yeah, and this is this to me is someone that needs to be on the Titans radar because his route running was off the charts and that is Dontavian Wicks.
1: Yes, I'm glad you said that he's one and of I my have a video up on the F- at Effort
0: yeah. spot. He was the bell of the ball yeah. in one play for the senior bowl. And listen, Rashi Rice looked good, Xavier Hutchinson had some moves, but there was no audible ooh from the senior bowl up until like 3:30 p.m. I yeah. mean, all day mm-hmm. it was kind of quiet. There wasn't those big like oos and ahs from the the crowd. That was one, and he put on a show. And I had heard, I heard a few people put him on my radar, and I just hadn't had the time to watch film. That's a guy, D'Avian Wicks from Virginia, wide receiver that I'm going to go watch some film on. Hopefully, maybe tonight if I got time.
1: Do you know the uh, the draft projections? For Dontavian Hicks, I do Is it Hicks nah. or Nix. Wicks. Wicks. Wicks, neither Wicks. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Don I know Tavion. I know Puka Nakua. For a, a lot of people, had an undrafted great. So I I called him a hidden gem. I don't know. After seeing him practice today, I if he keeps this up on this trajectory, and then he gets you know through the the pro days and the combine circuit and all that. At this rate, like he's not gonna be undrafted. The way I compared him to, if you were paying attention to the senior bowl last year, was Khalil Shakir, a guy that just kind of got to the senior bowl that nobody was really talking about. And then he gets there, and the next thing you know, you're just like, Who who is this kid running all this crazy shit and just breaking these defensive backs' ankles? Um, And it's Khalil Shakir. And now he's doing doing things for the Buffalo Bills. Well, Puka Bulls.
0: is up to a fifth round projected uh, Good for NFL, him. in NFL Good for him. mock draftables. He's a fifth round. He's the uh, 140th overall player. So let's look at uh, Wicks.
1: Nakua, he's a tough, scrappy guy, man. The way I described him is that he wants to drag you down into the a mud. Fourth round for
0: Dontavian Wicks. So around. Okay. So, yeah. This will both change for both those players if their senior bowl continues to trend. Uh, Andre Yoshivas looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh Rashi Rice looked good. Xavier Hutchinson looked good on the wide receiver belt. Uh, I you know I already talked about Trey Palmer. I also talked about um Ronnie Bell. And I want to say something about Nathaniel Dale. And here's where I'm at with him. Okay. He was kind of a lot of people said I I've had a few people in my mentions say that he was like, "Oh, I heard he killed it at the senior bowl." If he did, I missed it.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: And I will say this the uh kick returns and the punt returns, he dropped three of them. Yeah. And um I I think the Nathaniel Tankdale hype train that is being carried over from his pre-Senior Bowl hype to this. Again, this does not mean anything because let's see what he looks like on day three. And he's yeah. on my cause we're we're looking at defenders on day two. Mm-hmm. So day three. I'm gonna be looking for some Nathaniel uh, Dell.
1: Yeah, and and as far as framing the conversation in this manner, we're just saying like as far as day one, you just put it in a bubble. Day one right. itself, stock down on Tank Dell a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm I'm with that. Okay, so offensive centers. Yeah.
1: So this what you got? Yeah, your dude, man. I had not watched any John Michael Schmitz, the uh, the center out of Minnesota. And uh, you mentioned him in Stacking the Inbox yeah. at stackingtheinbox.substack.com. Oh, look at
0: you. You do it better than I do.
1: <laughs> so, I, you know, my ears perked up a little yeah. bit. And I thought, oh, this is a guy that I want to watch today and just kind of see what his strengths are. He is 6'3", 306 pounds. Man, lightning fast first step. I mean, just such a quick, effortless lateral mover. Uses his leverage. Has a nice little a low center of gravity <laughs> that he uses to to create leverage on on the defensive lineman um the only thing i saw and i told you about this then like he tends to do this thing where he's he's impossible to drive back on most plays but if somebody gets gets him out of position and he starts moving backwards he starts like hopping a a little bit he leaves his feet and when he does he gets pushed back so uh another guy that I keep bringing up these guys like first, second round guy, depending on how bad a team needs a center and whether or not they're willing to invest a first round pick in him. So, uh, you know, they're not going to get all three of these guys that I've I've listed here. It's kind of a pipe dream. But if that's the choice, similar discussion to Jarrett Patterson, if they find themselves somehow picking in the 20s, this would be a good way to go. But I will say there is a kid out of Troy, Jake Andrews, tiny 6'2", 319. If I put on 40 pounds, I'm I'm Jake Andrews, you know, built like a bowling ball, though. I kept writing his name down today because it, it doesn't seem like anybody's given him a chance. He's another guy that has an undrafted grade, but I'm I'm telling you, this is a competitive football player. He's scrappy. The way I phrased it was, if he's going down, you're going down with him. And because of his low center, or I'm sorry, because of his size, he does have that low center of gravity and he does use his leverage well he he gets to people he clinches. he hangs on in those one-on-one battles you pointed it out I saw it too there were obvious issues with his size where he did just yeah. get blown up on a couple of plays but I think for within the context of this being an undrafted free agent I think this is a competitive football player that you probably want in your locker room you probably want on your football team because he's going to push everyone around him I was really Surprised and impressed by the spark that Jake Andrews showed on the football field today, and I don't see a whole lot of people talking about him, but he deserves his flowers for the performances he had today.
0: Well, let me tell you something. Talking about spark, Evan Hull, yes, Northwestern mm-hmm. running back. Holy crap! When uh, the national team went into uh, the drills where they basically pitch your tight ends and your running backs in various pass catching drills against yeah. linebackers, this guy. Was going insane. He has an insane jump cut as well. Um, he he's like our boy Ty J Spears. He's a little yeah. bit smaller mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I saw him returning kicks and he was doing really well at that as well. And I look at him and I go, "Okay, this guy's a little smaller." Yeah but holy crap could he, maybe he just convert to a wide receiver because the routes that he was running and the separation he was getting on the linebackers he was paired up on it was embarrassing for them I, I, like i was like thoroughly embarrassed cuz the national team it was i wrote down uh the national team it was number 10 cam jones oh. indiana linebacker was just thoroughly thoroughly mm he should hang up his cleats like <laughs> it was that bad yeah, yeah. And, and and he's just a little fellow i mean this well, i I'm, evan hall
1: i'm looking at his stats here he's 5'10, 214 pounds i'll tell you like one of the notes that i made is that i really like this kid's build i mean he yeah. doesn't he doesn't he doesn't play small no if that makes sense
0: he embarrassed this uh this guy i was talking about which is number 10 again uh, Cam Jones, Cam Jones. 6'1", yeah. 227, embarrassed him. I mean, like, juked him out of... He ended up on the ground just by a simple juke. I mean, yeah, well. to me, these are the guys that we got to be looking at. And I got to go to this guy that, don't, that I think needs a big rebound. He needs a big senior bowl closeout.
1: Okay. Luke Musgrave. Ooh, the hype train leaving the station on Luke Musgrave this morning.
0: Eric at home, you know, wrote this thing on for NFL.com, dot com, put Luke Musgrave on a radar. Braden Gall of uh, my co host on the football yeah. show, mm-hmm. uh, four hundred and forty Sports. He also wanted yeah. some Luke Musgrave, uh, some you know. Hey, send me some Luke. Musgrave hey, I was about stuff. to
1: say he told us to get some content. I need some content. On Luke Musgrave. Yeah. Oh, that Luke mm-hmm. Musgrave.
0: Uh, had several several concentration drops. Uh, He was bodied by several linebackers that were smaller than him, and one of them bodied him for an interception. Now, listen, the wide receiver or the quarterbacks today, not that great. No. And specifically in Luke Musgraves' group. However, they were all catchable balls that he dropped, and he only had like one or two catches on the whole day. Yeah, that's it, not good. It, it was not good. Um, It was disappointing, to say the least, because, I mean, you're talking about a massive mountain of a man, a tight end that's supposed to run a 4-4, and if you run a 4-4 and you're that big as a tight end, you better catch the damn ball, Yeah, and he didn't today. So when I circle back around on Thursday for those final practices, I'm going to be looking at Luke Musgrave and thinking, what have you done? Have yes. you gotten over the hump or do you have a bad case of the yips and this is going to be an issue for you going forward?
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a fair question.
0: What do you was there an offensive tackle? We talked about Dewan Jones. Do, how disappointed were you in Dewan Jones?
1: I I don't know if disappointed is is the right word for it because I think he had his fair share of questions coming into the Senior Bowl. But he's just a mountain of a man. I mean, he was absolutely the biggest player that I saw on the field today. I mean, he just towers over everybody else that he's next to. And, and you see these reps where they do, you know, the power run blocking kind of stuff. And he just dominates people. He had a great rep against Andre Carter II where, I mean, it just looked like, you know, a, a little kid that's getting in trouble and you just pick him up to carry him to his room kind of deal, you know, kicking and screaming kind of deal. He just made short work of the guy. And you see that stuff, but then I, I'm I'm wondering if the the heat and humidity was an issue for him today because there are times that he just he looked a little stiff um, and a little slow. Off the first step and not really showing a burst, and he kept taking his helmet off for some reason. Just he just kind of he looked a little gassed.
0: And, so, and you guys may not think that taking the helmet off is a big deal, but let me say this: there are very few players that took the, their helmet off. I didn't see anybody at all. Yeah, much less the multiple times that I even saw Dewan Jones after Stony Pony pointed, pointed it out
1: when he wasn't running a drill today, his helmet was off. So I don't know what the uh, the deal is with that, but He's a guy that I think has to show that he can be quick enough to pass protect in the NFL because people looked at his size and they start saying, oh, fringe first rounder. I even had a, one of uh, one of our listeners that asked me like him or Paris Johnson. And I'm like, oh, Paris Johnson by 100 miles. Like there's it's not even a discussion. That's how far away Dewan Jones looked with the talent here in Mobile. So, yeah, it's kind of disappointing based off of the hype around him. But you still see a good right tackle in there, especially for power running teams. But he's got to show that he can get better and get a little bit quicker. And I just I'm curious about the helmet thing. That's all. Yeah. That's the only reason I bring that up.
0: Well, tomorrow we're going to be looking at defenders. And one of the defenders, you know, that I am interested in looking at is someone that caught my eye today. And that is uh the linebacker out of Washington State. Yeah, he's on my list that, too. That I I called you. I like specifically <laughs> yeah. said, hey, this guy Dayon Henley. Yeah, could be Dayon. I haven't not watched any film on him. I'm like, we need to watch film on him because he may be a tweener, but he was out there in a running back drills against the national team in coverage. Yeah, he was fighting. He was taking. He was knocking balls out of hands. I mean, he was doing some great stuff. I also also wanna kind of focus in on Lonnie Phelps tomorrow too. Like I was about to say uh, that's a guy that's a fringe sixth or seventh round edge rusher that yeah. really that has some good quality, some good athleticism that I kind of want to talk about. And then of course Will McDonald, and there were a couple other players you wanted to see tomorrow.
1: Well, talking about DeWan Jones a second ago, Lonnie Phelps made a really good play against DeWan Jones in practice earlier today where he just kind of got one step on Jones and Jones was trying to push him away from the play, but he just couldn't run him down. And they just kind of he just kind of seesawed around him. like just the, the bend right around him was uh, was pretty nice. I am still excited about Andre Carter II because okay. he showed those flashes today where you see the athletic freak. You see the electric factory that he can be. And then you saw the moments where Dewan Jones like just tossed him out the club kind of deal so i think he's another guy that is working to get into the first round and if he shows that he can get stronger uh throughout the course of the week and and kind of take to the the coaching that he's receiving i think he's going to improve his draft stock quite a bit he was a lot of fun to watch today
0: well that will do it for us uh we do have a question here two questions uh, do y'all think the NFL is rigged and scripted? No, <laughs> oh, we're, we're, and we're both wrestling fans. So we'd pretty much know if that was the case. And the other questions from Kenneth crawl. How did the detective work on the staff go? Zach? Um, not as great. Uh, earlier in the episode, I did say that, uh, my lens, my telephoto lens, I thought would work on my Canon DSLR camera is actually just for an older model. There is apparently a difference between a Mark II and a uh, and a rebel. Okay. So I didn't get to go uh, and see some close-up shots like I wanted to, but we did find out that Tim Kelly was not there today at practice. We don't know much more than that. And we do know that Chris Harris was there.
1: Before before we get out of here, yeah. Zach, I'm sorry to to hijack your your outro here, but I I want to give this kid some respect because he was everywhere today. Georgia Tech defensive lineman Keon White, 6'4, 280 pounds. He was relentless. He's one of those high motor, high effort guys, power, drive, that sort of edge rusher. And uh, I didn't know a lot about him going into today, but he was all over the field making plays. And he's another guy that I'm excited to watch this week.
0: Okay. So let's tell the guy, tell the people before we leave and we sign off what to expect if you're watching right now. Because if you're listening to this podcast, this will already be at SobersNetwork.com. Mm-hmm. What are you going to be writing about for tomorrow?
1: I am going to be writing about Tyler Steen. I okay. am going to admit that I was wrong about Tyler Steen to have gotten so cold on him. And I also I want to write about Cody Malk a little bit too okay. because he was impressive as well.
0: That's interesting. So I think I'm just going to give my overall thoughts. I think one of the guys I'm going to talk about is um, Tyson Bagent.
1: Yeah the the quarterback from
0: Shepherd, Shepherd. Mm-hmm. um. But I'm also gonna just kind of give you an overall thought. Here's some guys that I saw, and here's kind of what I saw that I didn't like, that I did like, and what yeah. I to be looking forward to next time. Yeah, that will be at inbox.substack.com. We're gonna go through some of the pictures and videos that did not release on Twitter, and we're gonna see which ones uh, we're gonna put on stacking the inbox for exclusive subscribers and also over for uh, those that go to SoBrosNetwork.com. We're going to be looking at all kinds of stuff. Tomorrow is day two of the Senior Bowl. Defensive, uh, or I shouldn't say tomorrow for the audio people. Wednesday <laughs> is the defensive day for me and Stony. Yeah. We're looking mm-hmm. forward to it. Of course, we'll, in our little... Watching the drills and one- on- ones, you can't help but watch some offensive players so we may see hey sneaks in there someone uh, yeah. may improved or may have declined. make sure that you stay connected turn on notifications for at stony Keely, for at efforts pod, for at four forty sports for at Sobros network for myself at efforts pod like I think I already said we are down here at the Mardi Gras Manor in part two that's Lions right. Ford that's right. And Lions Ford is, of course, a dealership close to my heart. Go down there, get you a new Ford vehicle, get you a new pre-owned vehicle. Yes. Get you the best deal that you could possibly get and go to somewhere that you know that, hey, I know that Zach's on Twitter. I know that Zach's on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If I get a shit deal, I can actually tell everybody and call Zach Uh, out. That's a good point. I put my reputation on the line. That they are Great to point. do everything within their power to make sure that you get a good deal. Lions Ford in Lewisburg, lionsford.net. And, of course, Jaspers in Nashville. The next evolution of sports bar, it's Predator season. The hockey season still going. They are a Predator hockey sports bar. Get over there. Two for one beers on Sunday. Mm. I need that craft beer from Nashville. My life's so bad. I miss it already. We've only been here for less than 24 hours, and I miss it already. I'm with you. Jasper's in Nashville. This has been football and other F-words. And guess what? You have just been...